Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kathy Nesbitt, who is a health and wellness advocate. She is the founder of Kathy's Crawley Composters, Kathy's Sprouters, and Kathy's Laughter Club. Kathy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Timmy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Of course. No, I'm excited to have you, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, for fun. Oh, I like to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't, right? Well, no, some people don't. (laughs) That's true. I I love nature. Uh, Walk, um, bike riding. That's one of my favorite uh, things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How long have you been bike riding? Forever. Yeah. I used to do uh, those uh, a-thons, you know, where you ride, collect Mm -hmm. money and and do do a-thons. Now I just ride. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Well, tell us about the three companies that you founded or three. Are they companies or are they initiatives or? Yeah, there's kind of three juggling balls that I'm, um, (laughs) it's my life. (laughs) And, you know, up until this cuckoo time when we got to reflect, you know, and all we had was just our thoughts, (laughs) you know, I mean, since 2020, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I realized, wow, they really do all go together. All of my offerings are, um, they're connected. Of course they are, right? They're me. Um, It's my unique offering. And so it's the 20th anniversary of my worm composting business. That was my first. And that came about, you know, because I'm located in Canada, just north of Toronto, um, largest city in Canada, and our landfill closed in 2002. Hmm. And although we're a pretty large country, second in the world, um, until we start breaking apart. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Hope we don't. Um, (laughs) We don't know, right? (laughs) yeah, although we could, we are a large country, we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill, and we started to export our garbage to the U.S. Mm. Sorry, a thousand trucks a week. Yikes! Jeez, I know. Sorry, um, and I had a solution, and my solution is indoor composting with worms, and without business um, experience, acumen. Yep. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was thinking of. Um, I launched right in, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you just, you see a problem and you have a solution. And so I did, that's what I did. I kind of, um, I'm still standing 20 years later, but at the beginning, the worms ate better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And they eat rotting food uh, and manure. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, But here I'm still standing. Yeah. So, you know, um, I just, yeah. So that, that business is my kind of passion passion project I would say and the my very first event that I exhibited at um I met the person that designed the sprouter that I've been using for 20 years 2002 was a huge year in my life um you know where I started my worm business and started sprouting which is sprouts are nature's superfood grow your own at home work at or in the office, you know, pennies a day, they're the original fast food. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. And they're, you know, they're hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative, biogenic. They're super healthy and really a big part of my health plan. And I didn't start selling that because I didn't really have the acumen. <laughs> so I didn't know that I should be adding, you know, these other things on. Um, and 2012, the, the designer of that sprouter said, hey, why don't you sell this sprouter with your worm business? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a great idea. So I added the, even, you know, I was a user for 10 years yeah. and I loved it. Why not sell what you love? And so I added the sprouts. It seems like I go in 10 year cycles because now here we are um, I, in 2012. One more person said to me, "Ew, worms in the house. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my mission was to put worms in every living space, every house, every apartment, every school, every business. So we no longer have to truck around the wet waste the food scraps, the paper, um, you know, the compostable materials. How yeah. beautiful. Um, that was my mission in, in 2002. Here we are 20 years later. Imagine, Timothy, if we, if that was, if that happened in that year, mm -hmm. you know, the challenge with my, a worm business is the worms. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And they're, right. And they're in the house. So, so I believe you're in Texas. Is that right? I am. So Texas, um, hot there, Canada, it, like Canada cold in the winter. Um, that was nice English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, here are facts. <laughs> so this is a solution for everywhere where it's too hot. So the worms would cook or too cold. The worms might freeze or they would freeze if they were outside. Um, so this is a solution for um, bear country. Or where there's, you know, coyotes or, you know, mountain lions that you, you don't want to attract the, that wildlife to your backyard. So outdoor composting is maybe not a great option. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and again, back to Toronto, I'm, you know, 6 million people in the greater Toronto area, half live in condos and townhouses without space to do outdoor composting. Mm. So 2012, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. I know this is a pretty long intro. Hello, <laughs> chatty Kathy. <laughs> And I, and I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then I was introduced to laughter yoga and I don't even do regular yoga and like nothing against it. I'm just not really a practicer of that. Um, but laughter yoga is not about doing yoga and laughing. It's just laughing. It's laughing for the health of it. Um, yeah. And so I, I kind of, by happenstance, got introduced to that and then loved it, started to go to a class, loved that. Her class closed down because there wasn't enough interest in a very densely populated part of Toronto. And I was like, they just don't know. All these people don't know. Um, and so I, from, from there, I said, okay, I got to get trained. I got trained. I loved it. I got trained as a teacher. Loved that. Now I teach. Um, now I teach leaders. And, and Timothy, during this time, so, so I've been laughing since 2012. I've been really laughing since 2020. I got laughter's the, right? Laughter's the best medicine. Yeah, no, for sure. I've actually, I've been going through a rather stressful situation in the past couple of weeks, money-wise. Mm. I've just noticed how much that stress has like worn and torn on my body and like how good laughter actually feels or to smile or to just be relieved in a moment, like actually feels physically. And so I completely agree. Laughter is by far the best medicine. 
Yeah. It's, you know, I've been uh, on podcasts around the world and I ask everybody if they've heard that expression and everybody, I haven't met anybody yet that hasn't heard that. So it's a global expression and these things come from somewhere. It's, there's a kernel of truth there. Yeah. So, you know, I think somehow over the years, you know, big pharma has really moved into place and now we really are dependent on taking a pill Rather than, you know, looking after ourselves, because when we laugh, we're in charge of our own pharma. Literally, we're secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins versus cortisol and adrenaline when we're stressed. Yeah. Magic. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So you said you've really been laughing since 2012 and then you got trained in helping people in leadership and you 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 like pair up the laughter with that is that am i understand that correctly yes i've been I, I i got trained um in 2012 i was introduced in 2012 and i've been laughing since then but really laughing since this cuckoo time we're in i got you i got you. and it really took hold you know when you get trained so laughter yoga started in india by a medical doctor in 1995 um, it's a global uh, movement. His goal is world peace. Can you imagine? Mm. What an ima- like what an awesome um, what an awesome mission. Yeah. Even just the thought, like it's like oh oh that's not possible. It, it's possible if we believe it is, oh, right? And, and if we're all talking about it, we're all doing it. And when we laugh, we're totally present. We're not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. And when we laugh together, we get connected. Yeah. On a, on a, like a deep level, when we're laughing, we can only laugh full on when we feel safe mm. because our knees get weak. So you couldn't even run away. Even if you had to run away and you're laughing full on, you'd be like, oh, well, come and get me. I'm saber tooth tiger. Nothing to yeah. be done here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so about stress, our, our little stress center, the amygdala in our brain hasn't evolved since the saber-toothed tiger. Mm -hmm. So when we go into stress over anything, our body thinks we're in imminent danger. And we're not, not necessarily. Sometimes we may be. But if we just lose our keys or miss the bus, you know, it's probably not life-threatening, but our body acts as if. Mm -hmm. And then our body needs to get rid of all that cortisol and adrenaline. And we're not breathing. You know, when I mean, we're breathing a little bit, but, you know, just shallow breathing. Um, blood lymph oxygen leaves our brain so we can go into fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Right? Ever lost your keys and you're flapping around? Come on, I got to go. Yep. Um, the longer you're flapping around, you're not going to find your keys in that state because your brain is literally being deprived of oxygen. <laughs> that is a very good point that I have never thought about. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. It's This is so simple. It's such a simple thing. But we get stuck in that. Oh, I heard the greatest expression um, the other day, negative vortex. We get stuck in this negative vortex and we're spiraling down. And our brain is is geared to that again, back to the amygdala, because that was to keep us safe. We don't need that anymore. We don't need to be kept safe for imminent danger, as I just mentioned. Um, So we really need to retrain our body to respond in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've heard a little bit about you. We've heard a little <laughs> bit about 
your businesses and just your life and what you're about. But tell us about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? You know, sharing this magic medicine. Uh, again, since 2020, I've just been laughing and I, we have this global mental health tsunami. It's, it's a glo We really are in this together. We, it was here before it's really here now because many more people are suffering. You know, how do you, how do you, um, how do you torture people? Isolate them. Yep. Right isolate people. And that's what we've done. We've kept people separate in Canada. We were, we were other than, you know, communist countries and places where they really control their people. Um, we were battling, we were, we were um, in competition with Australia for longest lockdown. Um, funny, not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Australia won by the way, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but brutal, right? So here we are, we're alone. We don't know what's happening, you know, for people that were living on their own, or living in a situation where they didn't like their spouse or the people they were living with brutal. Like now they're all stuck together. Nobody can go out. We're all working from home. It was hell. It was hell on earth really. And yeah. continues for a lot of people. I, I feel really, I mean, where I sit, I'm, I'm in this loving relationship. I've been working from home for 20 years. It was, it was a transition in that it was odd going grocery shopping or whatever. Like it was like, when I went out, it was like, ah, oh, what's happening here? I didn't understand. So what what gives me motivation is sharing this magic medicine with people and helping them now get out of stress and into joy so they can, it's our birthright to to live a joyful life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Then tell us about your vision for your companies and your life. I'm really focused now on laughter on laughter because I know that it's really helped me. I, it, I'm, it's a serious, it's a serious thing. Like, it seems like, oh, it's just so light and fluffy, which is the hard, why it's hard to sell. Cause people are like, why would I pay for laughter? I laugh all the time, but you don't laugh all the time. We, you know, it's 10 to 15 minutes of sustained belly laughter is what is required for you to get the, you know, the, the real benefits. I heard have rock hard abs from laughing because right? our, our diaphragm is attached to all of our organs. So when we're laughing, ha ha ha, we're moving our diaphragm. And how does somebody laugh for 10 to 15 minutes straight? Okay, like in a, in a club. So you come to a laughter club and it's little games. So there's clapping and chanting and we're connecting and it's, it's contagious in a, in a, in a good way. <laughs> um, it's with intention. So we laugh on purpose. Oh. So we, right. So we understand um, we come to the laughter, club, which is why we need the laughter club, by the way, because it's, it's, it's a challenge. I'm a, I'm a natural laugher. I laugh all the time. It's a challenge for me to laugh for 10 to 15 minutes on my own. Mm -hmm. So I go to other clubs. I go to other people's clubs so I can practice my craft. I got you. And you know, what's funny about that. <laughs> funny about that. <laughs> um, when I've noticed a couple times in my life, like when I've started laughing or I started to force a laugh, it then became a natural laugh. And then I was just laughing. And so that's really interesting about the laughter clubs, because once you start, I feel like it would be easy to carry on, especially if the people around you, given that we're such social creatures, are also doing it. Absolutely. And and especially now we've got this wonderful, um, you know, the Zoom so we can all come together. Before before 2020, um, laughter was done in person. 
there was no trainings online and then everything got shut down. So we all jumped online and there's laughter. You can laugh 24 seven online in these, all these free clubs around the world. Mm. Um, you know, cause North America is a late adopter as, as you probably know. So yoga is just arriving. Like it's, it hasn't been here really that long, but it's yeah. centuries old. <laughs> yeah. So laughter yoga is still in the ocean. It's still kind of arriving. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, this is the first I've ever heard of it. So <laughs> beautiful, but it, it, you know there are clubs in in in. Oh, I think we're at 120 countries now, mm. and it's big in Asia, um, Japan, Malaysia, Singapore. All uh, have really large um, laughter movement going on. Gotcha, gotcha. So growing kind of Kathy's laughter club and just sharing the magic medicine is one dream and goal. Do you have any others you want to talk about? Or is that kind of your main focus? That's my main thing. I just want to, um, I want to be traveling around, um, laughing all the while speaking, speaking and bringing this laughter medicine as I go, just as I'm kind of tripping around, I was going to say as a gypsy, but you know what I mean? Like just kind of living my life, that's, that's what I feel like at this time, at this point, I, I turned 60 this year. And I feel like when you, when you get older, that you have less of the, the pull for always doing, I feel like I'm now at a point where I can just be more, mm -hmm. I can just be and, and enjoy um, the fruits of my labor, but, but also not striving all the time. It seemed like when I was younger, I just felt like I needed to prove something to somebody. I don't know who. I know it's just me. We put all these borders up and it's it's always us. It's like, oh, there I am again. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's me holding me back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I feel like there's wisdom with with age. And I and I that's what that's what I would like to share with younger folks is you don't have to wait for a midlife anything like, like why have a crisis? Why not just live with intention? We're not taught how to really thrive in this world, in this life. We're taught the bare minimum just to, you know, scratch on by and, you know, be comparing to everybody else. Like, Oh, look at them over there. Oh, what about me? You know, they have this new thing or they got on a trip or something. And social media is really awful for that. It yeah. really pits people against each other. It does. <clears throat> you know, it's just people's highlight reel. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think if we can spend more time looking at ourselves, like just going within and what, what am I meant to do here? Because we do all have a purpose. And once we find that and we get in the flow, oh, it's so beautiful. And I, I heard the other day somebody said that, <clears throat> that I'm not very vulnerable. And I said, that I don't show my vulnerability. It's like, I probably because I work so effing hard to get here. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my, my initials, <laughs> 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 you know, that you, I worked so hard to get here. Not that I don't want to be vulnerable. I really would like to show other people, man. I mean, I've been selling worms for 20 years by the pound. I don't have repeat customers. This yeah. has been really, really hard to get where I am. But when you believe what you're doing and you're on purpose, I believe that's why I was put here to be the head worm, <laughs> like the head talking worm to share the message. I'm the one that I, I'm able to share the message. And I never heard before 2012, I many people said to me, ooh, worms in the house. 
I didn't hear it because I thought, no, it's important. You you need this. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't even paying attention. I was just like going, 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 no, going, going there. And I realize now it's not about chasing the dream. It's living the dream. That's your show, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> that's the title of the show on the show. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But it really is that. It really is that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we could end there. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And I love your perspective on it because it's easy. A lot of my questions on the show are like, what are your dreams and goals? What are you doing to get there? And uh, honestly, maybe I need to rearrange the questions because it can make people think that is it is something you're chasing when really it's like, um, like the questions I'm about to ask you are all process focused and the goal is to be enjoying the process. And if you're not pivot towards something that is like you living the dream. So mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Awesome. Well, the questions that are coming up now, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop in order to make this dream life come true? The traveling, the speaking, the laughing, the growing, the laughter club. Oh, I think uh, one of the things that I could really use is a little bit of focus. I don't, I'm not really a planner. So I just kind of allow things to show up in my life. I'm very trusting. So things happen for me because I know they will. So I think if I put a little bit of effort into planning what it is that I'm looking to achieve, um, yeah, that would, that would help me create the the plan that I'm looking for. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So a little bit of focus. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Well, I'm not a um, like a list maker, but I think if I started making a list and could see, like kind of check off things every day and just have the momentum every day, do something towards that. You know, I have a I, one of my kind of short term, mid term, I guess, goals. I don't know how how they're defined, but it's for next August is to take next August off from leave where I'm living and just travel out west, um, and get speaking gigs along the way. So, so I need to, I need to create the plan for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I want to get sponsorship. I want to create. I want to. Um, uh, raise money for mental health. Vancouver is kind of the warmest place in Canada. So we have, that's where the, the biggest homeless issue is. And we have a big op- opioid crisis happening in, in Vancouver. So that's where I'd like to end and um, do something for, for mental health out there. I love it. I love it. Um, when you're talking about sponsorship, have you do you have experience with getting sponsorship in the past and you already kind of have a method in your head? Is it gonna be something new that you're doing? No, this is new. Um, you know, I I always tell people because I do a lot of school workshops with my worms, and I need to and I say to the teachers, and like when I tell them my price, they're like, oh, that's whatever. And I say, Don't let money be the reason you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like money can't be the reason, it's just an energy, it's it's just a thing cash flow cash it's not cash keep yeah. <laughs> it's like cash get and then cash spend <laughs> yeah. that's true um so um i do suggest that that um schools get sponsorship and 
so it's been in my and you know it is something i i'm aware that there's a lot of corporations out there that are willing to um pay for things they have actually a budget you know so they can <laughs> they can get like points for for goodwill or whatever yeah and it's just waiting there and there's all kinds of there is all kinds of money i haven't i haven't in 20 years i don't know if it's that i'm too proud i mean maybe this might be one of my vulnerabilities that i that i'm i don't want to ask for help you know like i oh i got this um so i so in my 20 years although because i had such a beautiful environmental business many people said oh you know you should be a not-for-profit and then there's all kinds of you know there's a big pool of money there for not-for-profits mm-hmm. and my my thinking was no we need to have more for-profit businesses that are doing good work i completely agree 100 percent. yeah i don't want to be begging for money all the time i want to earn it you know and sleep well at night knowing that i i did a good day's work mm-hmm. and i got paid for my work and um and i believe that for 20 years um Having said that, you know, it kind of is maybe an easy route to go if you do have a not-for-profit applying for funds, then it is just a matter of applying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pros and cons to both for sure. It's not that nonprofits are bad. It's just that no, both businesses are adding value like at their core and nonprofits just get their um, the money exchange for their value from, you know, businesses that are budgeting money to give to nonprofits and for profits just get the the value exchange for money exchange from consumers. And so it's just like, if you can do something good and still profit from it, it's almost more sustainable because it's built upon, like if that company decides to take their funding away and the demand wasn't there to keep the business going, your nonprofit might be scrambling for money. Whereas like if you have established product market fit and a consumer base, um, you're more sustainable and you're direct to consumer, which, you know, it's just better in my head, at least. <laughs> um, so I just I like the idea of a for profit um, having a good impact as well. Yeah. Triple bottom line. People, planet, profit. Mm, there we go. There we go. Well, awesome. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Character trait. Oh, gosh, when you're perfect. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's not true. Uh, (laughs) uh, Character trait. Hmm, That's a good question. And I probably I I probably read that and maybe didn't look at it, but (laughs) character trait. Oh, I'm I'm squirming here because I'm not (laughs) squirming like a worm. Oh, I, that's a that's a really great question. Come, I'm going to come back to that one. I ask me the next question to me. For sure, for sure. <laughs> if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would that person be, and how would they do it? Oh, I would love to meet with um, Colin Mockery. He's um, Canadian improv, like a extraordinary, so great. And him and um, Patch Adams, um, still alive. I do, do. Do you know who Patch Adams is? I do not. He, he's uh, the, Robin Williams played him in a movie, and it's a great movie. He was a he. He's still alive. A hospital clown, and he created um, the Gesundheit 
um, Institute, which is hospital clowns. So going into therapeutic clowns. And, and so I just think that the pair of those two would help me, I, I think, give me the confidence. I think it's maybe confidence that I'm, that I, the, maybe the characteristic that I need. I'm very confident, but just this laughter is a new, a new avenue that I'm kind of launching in. Although I've been personally laughing and I've been doing a lot of um, paid gigs with laughter. I just still feel like I'm, I'm just creating this new, this new way for me. Yeah, absolutely. And so Colin Mackery, Mockery. Mockery, yeah. And Patch Adams. Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. And now we're going to jump into our thriving three. So what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, favorite book, I would say, I there's a few, but I would say my favorite book is um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm, why is that your favorite book? Oh, it just takes you on this journey. It really helps you look at yourself from a whole nother perspective without getting too deep. I found it a wonderful, um, a wonderful journey. I've read, I've read that book a few times and it just, each time I read it, I get another, another level. I mean, I, and I understood recently that when something comes around again, we're spiraling up. So each time something comes around, we see it from a different perspective. So of course it's a new, mm-hmm. So, so reading a book that was a favorite before, reading it again, um, you get some different perspectives. It just helps people. Well, it, for me, it helped me just get a, a a view of myself, like to realize that ah, our head is trying to drive the ship, and it's, and we really need to be heart centered. Yep. If we can drop into our heart, then we're really led rather than trying to. You know, our ego's there to keep us safe. It's not really there to help us thrive. Facts, facts. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I have a beautiful, um, I frame my day. So my morning routine is very important. A little bit of meditation, some gentle movement. I do a five-minute laughter. I have a laughter buddy, so we laugh for five minutes every morning. Um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, so couch, uh, couch, yeah, framing my morning, and then I do some gentle stretches and uh, some meditation at night before sleep as well. Gotcha. And do you guys get on Zoom to laugh, or do they live like next to you? Or no, she's in another province, so it's by phone. So it's there just yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing, a laughter party. Epic, epic. And what is one action step you can take right now, or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet. Colin Mockery or Patch Adams? Mm. Well, follow them on uh, social media. I heard an interview yesterday with Colin Mockery, which is, well, I was like, oh, yes. And he's in Toronto, so he's he's close by. I could even maybe find where he lives. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend that kind of thing, that kind of activity. <laughs> but yeah, following on social media, I think is a great strategy, um, you know, because everybody, even, even celebrities, they like those likes and comments and when people share their posts and stuff. So I, th- I think um, I'll, I'll uh, try and track them down on social media. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Now we got our final series of questions. Okay. And these can get a bit personal. So if you don't want to answer them, just be like, I'm a pass. I'll be like, okay, cool. Okay. What is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? 
Yeah, it's interesting that you talked about money causing stress, because one thing that I, I just took this money quiz yesterday, so limiting belief around money. I've been saying this for years that money's not my driver. I trust that money's going to come and it does and I pay my bills and all that stuff. And then the question is, do I have the money that I want to have? No, Mm. no, I don't. So there's some sort of a belief there around money. And this quiz that I took yesterday um, unearthed it for me. And it was that if I am not, if money is not my friend, if I don't embrace money, like, oh, it's not important, you know, it's not my driver, all of these things. Um, from this quiz, which I found very um, accurate, it said one of my parents was worried about money and one of my parents was dismissive about money. True and true. So the dismissive parent may have said and did say things like, um, the best slings in life are free. Sounds like a great slogan. Mm-hmm. Until you have a business and you're like, if the best things in life are free, how are people going to buy my business? Why would they pay me? Yep. And if that's the energy that I'm animating out, you know, during this time, I've really taken a deep dive into why laughter works and what it is. It's high vibration energy. It's a frequency that's that's so high when you're laughing every day. It just moves you into a whole different space. So I feel like now I'm able to hear messages that I may not have been able to hear when I was vibrating at a, at a slower, lower energy. Mm. Now I'm vibrating up here and I can understand things better. Like, oh, oh, I'm not going to push money away. Not that I am. I love money. It's just that now I'm really going to understand, oh, money really is my friend. And it's not that it's ever going to be my driver. I don't believe that I, I'm going to change and it'll be my motivation for getting up in the morning. I, do, I doubt it. But I'm just going to look at how can I look at that in a different way and feel different about it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So is the limiting belief around money that it wasn't your friend? Um. Yes, because if I think that it's not my driver and it's not important, then why would it come to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why Why would it come to me if I if I'm like, oh well, I don't really need you. Absolutely, absolutely, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, that is so. <laughs> yeah the the feelings about money, thoughts, beliefs, so interesting to think about. And then it's like when I think about how I was taught to think about money, and then how all the people around me think about money that's the other thing with these limiting beliefs Mm. have you ever heard about crabs in a bucket Mm. (laughs) yep oh yeah oh yeah i feel like if you're trying to break away from a limiting belief and you're around people who are reinforcing that belief it's going to be near impossible for you to be the only one in everybody you know that thinks differently just because we're so social and we're so just able to be influenced and influence others so uh, and we don't want to look bad exactly Exactly. Right? We don't want we don't want to stand out. Like isolation is the worst thing. And so if I'm the only one with that belief in my mm. group, I'm just going to dismiss that belief because I don't want to be isolated. Which is, you know, change change who you're hanging around. <laughs> um, it's it's really interesting though once you know that on on in a head level, then it's it's embodying that. Then it's yeah. like, okay, I can say that. Yes, I think this, I know this, but do you really feel it? Mhm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the journey. <laughs> facts. Facts. Well, what actions do you take today? And this can be daily, weekly, monthly, or annually that reinforce this belief that money's not your friend. It's not important. Uh, um, well, that I, that I don't have enough is, you know, if I want to do something, I look at how much is it and, mm-hmm. you know, how much do I need it? And kind of that whole way thing. Oh, mm-hmm. could I do without it? Oh, I, do I really need it out of that whole chatter thing? So I, that, that's how I know that I do have some kind of li- limiting thing. Yeah. Around money. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I have to tell you, I have been on hundreds of podcasts and when I read your list of things, that limiting belief one, Oh, it caused me so much grief. I have to, I have to be um, vulnerable here because when I was speaking to my laughter buddy about it, she was like, Oh, limiting. Oh, you don't like to be vulnerable. And I was like, Oh, so all these, like, I've just been in my head since I read your list and (laughs) And it wasn't, I know it's so funny. It's really funny how one little thing, it's like of all the things that were written, it was about the limiting belief. And I'm like, I don't even have to answer, but why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I want to grow mm-hmm. and, and be honest. And, you know, because I think on these podcasts, it's so, that's the gift for the listener that they get to hear these things that, I've never said that to anybody about money not being my friend and, you know, that whole conversation. I'm sure that people that are listening will will resonate with that and say, oh, my gosh, I say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Money's not my driver. Oh, I don't need, you know, I have what I need. I don't need more. If you don't need more, not no more is coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I noticed some things about my relationship with money as well. It came to like just being really cheap about everything. And like, especially in business, it's like if I'm buying leads, like insurance leads to sell some life insurance and I buy the cheapest leads and then I'm frustrated <laughs> with the quality. It's like, well, <laughs> think about what you did there. You know, it's like you really tried to skimp on how much money you spent because like, and then I looked at what I was really valuing. And this was what got me really, this was a shower thought earlier today. Actually, I was like, I was telling myself that my time is important. And then I was like, okay, but I will give up a year of my time for a salary of 40,000, 60,000, 80,000. I'm like, that's okay. If that's the position you're in, but it's like the message that that communicates to yourself every day is you valuing money more than your time. Cause you're willing to settle for less than a, less of an amount than what you want to like you're trading your time for less money than you desire. And it's like mm. the thing you're valuing most there is money and you're communicating that you don't have the ability to get more money. And it's just, you're communicating so many things. And I was like, I'm reinforcing so many beliefs every day because I feel trapped in a situation and a circumstance and just in my life. And it was so interesting to think about because I was like, I'm telling myself my time is important, but nothing in my life tells me that my time is important. And I can't mm. even stand on the ground that my time is important because I trade it for such a, not not a small amount of money because a lot of people maybe not have that amount of money, but it's relatively small to where I'm trying to go. And mm. so it was just an interesting shower thought that I had. 
but that's brilliant i love it it's these little nuggets right these awareness that then we're like okay then we can do something with it but until mm-hmm. we're aware yep. yep we just keep on operating it's it's fascinating absolutely well awesome if you were to change that limiting belief money is not your friend is not important into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart what would that phrase be um that um money is a wonderful gift that helps me help other people Hmm. and comes to me easily there we go there we go and that it's just so true it's so true. I'm like, why did you, why did people not tell me this when I was two years old? Like, I could have just had it, you know. <laughs> Instead, I got all these false beliefs about money that I'm fighting through. Oh, anyway. But what? What? Where else though has that happened? You know, I mean, that's one area. I I really believe that we are given such a small amount of information. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, you know, to survive rather than thrive. And money is one of them. Relationships is another area that we're not taught about. And 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 again, back to social media, you know, in this emotion-filled time that we're in. Um, oh, I heard on the radio yesterday, you know, that young people today get bullied once a week online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just standard operating procedures that somebody bullies them online. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like everybody gets bullied. Like that's, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are I, like, it really is standard operating procedure to just be insanely rude to somebody online and just n- n- not deal with the consequences because it's online and they'll never know who you are or where you are. You know, you like, you would never say a lot of those things to the person in like in their face. You oh, would never, never say it. Never, 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 never. Oof. Yeah, it's a crazy time we're in. It is. It is. Well, when the limiting beliefs start to take over, what thoughts or actions do you resort to in order to take back control? Yeah, um, I often turn to laughter. There we go. Uh, whenever, whenever stress is creeping into my body, and meaning I'm not breathing properly or I'm starting to tighten up, I'm like, okay. I better laugh. So that that has to do uh, often with money. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so so I just laugh and it really does help. You know, 2020 was my best year ever for worms. And I think, again, because we were locked down for so long at the beginning, schools were closed and stuff. So parents were looking for something for the kids. So they were calling me up. Oh, we're looking for a project for the kids. Like, what do I care as a business person how the worms get in the house? <laughs> <laughs> right and then you know in canada we import 60 percent of our food six zero right because our winters are long um so when our border closes um our food becomes very insecure it was insecure before but you know when our border closes yikes our shelves empty very quickly so the longer we were locked down i think people started to think oh my gosh maybe we should grow some food what do we need we need soil. Oh, what do we need? We need compost. I don't know. I, I don't know what the process was, but 2020 was my busiest year and I wasn't keeping on top of paying my taxes. So when my accountant said how much I owed, like I almost had, you know, a coronary when I, when I found yep. out and the, then I was like, okay, wait, I'm too stressed. And I started laughing. I just laughed full on, like, like a, a crazy person. <laughs> I was just like, la ha 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 ha, like laughing, laughing, laughing. 
because I needed to get out of the stress. And then I stopped laughing and it wasn't enough. So I laughed again. <laughs> and then, and you know, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't make the problem go away, but it just allowed me to, to deal better. And I recently heard this expression, when we're laughing, we're raising our vibration, which increases our creativity, which enhances our overall experience. Mm. Right. So we laugh, we feel better, raise our vibration, and then creativity can come in right back to our lost keys. We're not breathing. Our brain, brain is deprived of oxygen. So creative creativity is shut down when we're stressed. Yep. So we breathe, we laugh, ha ha ha, oxygenate our beautiful body. And then pew, 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 ideas start flowing in. You know, it's great for team building, for corporations, for, um, um, you know, reducing absenteeism and just helping corporations come up with better ideas. Yeah. Because again, when people are stressed, that's where they are. We're, we're either stressed or not stressed. <laughs> it's facts. Like, right. Sympathetic or parasympathetic. And I, you know, I have a psych degree and, and I've heard these words for so long and they didn't really mean anything. Like, what does it mean? Parasympathetic, sympathetic. Like I, I why don't they just say relax mode and not relax? <laughs> yeah. like what parasympathetic what like it didn't even make sense now i get it and ah and i'm and that's what i that's what i really want to share with people is if we can just get out of our like i think stress is related to 90 percent of our ailments today 90 percent. i'm pretty sure it's the number two killer after like heart problems and then stress causes heart problems so right yeah, so if we can manage our sp- our stress, we can have a much better existence. Like we can just again be happier, not competing with everybody. Imagine if we're all cooperating and collaborating. Like all these lovely words that sound like oh sure, it's, yeah, it sounds like uh, dreamland or Eden or something. It is, yeah. and it's possible. And it's possible if we just see each other for who we are, rather than, you know, grandstanding all the time, thinking we're better than. Yeah. Nobody's better than. We're just all one. And we are all one. So when we're judging them, we're judging us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. We got one last question for you. All right. I'm ready. I feel like I have an idea what your answer is going to be, but I'm still curious. So I want to frame it before I ask it. Alex Hormozy, do you know who that is? I don't. You should check him out on YouTube. He's a beast. Okay. He said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. Now, this question is going to be about help, not manipulation. There's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Laika, who was a guest on my show, that you can make a horse drink. You (laughs) just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change, and they hate their life. How can we, you and I, create an environment that salts their oats and helps them change their life? Hmm. Ah, if we can help that person experience the magic. So I'll say uh, with laughter, if we can help them experience the magic 
the benefit. Um, a lot of people come to laughter yoga from depression. I was so surprised because I, I live my life as preventative. I don't want to get sick and then and then get better. Yep. I just want to be healthy. I just want to live a, a vibrant, healthy life. I, and I know that sounds weird. It's, it seems so random, like, because people wait until they have, till they hit rock bottom. I, I, I always question, why do we need to hit rock bottom? So um, when I came into laughter yoga, I was really surprised how many people like were heavily medicated on uh, for depression and now laughter saved their life. So if I can help somebody experience the magic of laughing and feel good, but it's 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 a practice. It's something that we need to do again and again and again, because we have a um, in our body. So that's that's what I would say if we if to answer the question is to have somebody experience it, so they can know why, and and feel better from having done it. Um, yeah, that's what I'll I'll just end with that. Love it. Well, Kathy, that's all we got for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? I, I would just love to um, invite everyone to my free Tuesday club. I have a free uh, laughter yoga, 30 minutes, super fun self-care. The fun's on them. I'll provide the content. <laughs> <laughs> As a laughter yoga teacher, I incorporate tapping, brain gym, and other healing modalities. Um, so I would love to invite everyone to come and experience the magic of laughing for the health of it. It's free. It's on Zoom, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, um, every Tuesday. And yeah, just, and if you're going to come, if you've never uh, experienced laughter yoga before, plan to come twice because whenever we do something new, it's weird. Fair. That is right. So, fair. so come, so try it. Like, don't be like, Oh, that, I tried that. It's not for me. It wasn't for me the first time either. I was like, ah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was with my mother-in-law. I'll just tell you a quick story. <laughs> I was with, with my, I love my mother-in-law, by the way. She, she oh, passed gotcha. last June, but I, I phoned her up and I said, Hey, Mary, you want to go to laughter yoga? And she said, what's that? And I said, I don't know, but I don't want to go alone. <laughs> I got you. So we went and it was weird. We played along, but it was, you know, we kept looking at each other like, huh? what's, what's happening here. And when we laughed, we said, well, that, that was weird. Mm. Oh, I feel great. How do you feel? I feel great too. And we just were like, we like, we just you know, like your body's all oxygenated. You're all those love drugs creating through your body. So, and the effects last for hours. And when new people come, I suggest that they notice how they feel for the rest of the day and how they sleep that night. They may even sleep better. Mm. It's there beautiful. we go. Yeah. I love come it. Come to my club. Come to my club, Timmy. I look forward to seeing what you're there. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to come on. Do you do it? Um, let's see. You said nine thirty Eastern time. Yes. Okay. Okay. I might have to wait till after the holidays to do it. But okay. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Fair. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Kathy, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm I'm excited. Thank you. I'm 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 so honored to have had the opportunity, Timmy. Thank you. Living the dream. You. <laughs> there we go there we go and guys thank you for listening if you loved what kathy had to say if you loved how lovely her laugh is go ahead and check out her laughter club tuesdays 9 30 eastern time the link i assume will be down in the show notes did you send me the link or did you do you need to send me the link i'm pretty sure i got it i'll send it to you if i didn't send it i got it kathysclub.com 
Yes. Perfect. Kathy'sClub.com and other links will be down in the show notes to get in touch with Kathy to join the Laughter Club. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.